You're listening to Frankie Boy Radio. That the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Letting America take a deep breath. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 272 of Frankie Boy Radio. I'm your host, Josh Urban. Tonight, we're talking about discipline and the creative process. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you've been staying warm over there. Been a bit chilly. Getting down at 28 here tonight. I got that wood stove going. Oh, cozy, cozy. I gotta gotta say, I love December. Got the telescope cooling outside because I'm going to take a frosty wander among infinity uh, in a couple of hours. But wanted to bring you this train of thought that's kind of rumbling through my head right now. And hopefully get a couple of my thoughts in order. Um, having a, a discussion with with this awesome guy. Uh, he, he Skypes in for his guitar sessions. And we end up talking about life and philosophy and the structure of being itself and all these, these great things. And we were having a talk last week about the creative process. And then there's really certainly a part two. And this part two, I think, really applies to all of us, not just musicians. So if you're listening to this, you'd be like, oh, man, you know, I don't play anything. I think it really works for everybody. So the, the topic is this. When you find something that you really like, uh, in this case, I'm going to use guitar, but it can be anything. You find something that you really like, or when I find, and I can only speak from personal experience and ob- personal observation of people I've worked with. So when I find something I really like, in this case, guitar, I had bopped around a bit before guitar. I was into fossils. I was into bird watching. I was into model trains. And funny thing is, is I'm still doing all of those things too. So, um, and then then I found music, and I really music really resonated with me on a, a bit of a higher level than these other things. Honestly, I think. That was for several reasons. One is because it did, and then also because I was using it to solve problems in an indirect manner. Namely, the biggest problem was how do I fit into the world and how do I relate to such a confusing place? And and music was my way to do that. I wasn't exactly honest or healthy in the way that I executed it, and I found better luck in facing my problems forthrightly instead of trying to sidestep them entirely. But that has nothing to do with music. That was just um, something that I had done with it. So anyway, so so music was relating, I was relating to, it was, it was answering a lot of needs for me and, and I really liked it. So I'm just going to look at the part that I really liked because the answering a lot of needs, well, that's, that's a personal specific thing. And yeah, that's interesting to untangle and everything. But for our purposes, we want to talk about the what happens when you find something that you really like and you start working with it. Okay, so... I started working with it and to do to do anything at a at a interesting level requires discipline to get there and teenagers I think are perfectly suited for learning stuff not because adults can't and kids can't but teenagers when I was a teenager I was just you know just like I had my time structure was different I could just sit there for a couple hours and just doodle and now like you know I might get a couple hours a week to just sit there and do something, right? I could just sit there and just play a riff over and over and over and over. And I could hear my forward progress and I could hear me getting better and all that's really cool. And so the love of what I was doing carried me through the difficult spots. 
it seems like it's sort of like a, a relationship after a while because there's going to be a point or there was a point for me when I was not, I, I loved what I was doing deeply, but I was not infatuated with it at the time to use a human parallel there. And I just sometimes wouldn't go, wouldn't put in the discipline. And this is something that I think as a creative person, I struggle with myself and I see a lot of other people wrestle with too. And it becomes the question of if you reach a dry spell, doesn't mean that you've fallen out of love with whatever you're doing and you should pick something else up. You know, maybe pottery is the thing. What is it in the, the Charles Dickens story, Our Mutual Friend? No, um, Bleak House, when, when uh, Rick, uh, he he's, amounts to nothing in life and he keeps saying, well, maybe the law is the boy for me or maybe medicine's the boy for me or maybe being a soldier is the boy for me. And he goes all in on this and then, then he, he gets to a certain point where you need discipline and then he just quits and he goes to the next thing. So is it when we reach that wall, when we fall out of love or out of infatuation with whatever we're doing, is that a signal to go on to the next thing? Or is that a signal that it's time to apply discipline to get through? I've heard that creative people tend to be higher in openness and lower in conscientiousness on the big five personality tests, the O-C-E-A-N, the openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, e agreeableness, and neuroses, which is um, level of negative emotion. So if you're, I've heard that, and this, I might have heard this wrong, but if that you're more creative, you tend to be less better at being an accountant, for example, right? And that's typically not a shock, right? You know, now sometimes there's accountants who are painters and painters who are accountants, but usually they're kind of different types of people. But what I'm thinking is that to do anything at a high level, you need to buckle down and just plow through that wall. And I, furthermore, I have an additional thought on it. And I'd really be curious to hear other people's input on this too. Um, Martha, if you're listening in on this, I'd love to hear your thoughts. She's, she's a concert pianist, so it takes a lot of discipline. Okay, let's say you reach a point where you're like, the next steps I have to take are difficult and painful and frustrating, and I'd rather be doing something else. Let's say you determine, let's say you make the decision, you say, okay, well, I'm going to try to see what discipline does here. I used to look at that as kind of um, you're sacrificing something. You're like, well, you know, I'm going to sacrifice some fun in the sun for sitting in a basement and practicing my scales. Well, maybe it's not that. I think like the, the thing that I read in M. Scott Peck's The Road Less Traveled, and I forget who says it. I think it was somebody big. Must have been, it might have been like a whole religious teaching. I think Buddhism, but I'm not sure. It said, uh, with some discipline, some things are possible. With total discipline, all things are possible. And that's an interesting thought. So the nugget in all of that is if you have, if you apply or, or the question becomes, what if it was, 
if you really apply yourself to something, and it doesn't even really matter what the thing is, because the thing is secondary to the opportunity to try to use as much discipline as you humanly can and get through to the next level. And that's a transferable skill. There's always a little voice in the back of my head that says, okay, well, fine. What if I sit in the basement and practice these scales? And then, well, I don't even have a basement that's metaphorically speaking. And, and then in three weeks decide that I will never play the guitar again is that sacrifice for naught. Well, I'm thinking, no, it's, it's, it's very worthwhile because you're, you're working that discipline muscle. And that is a strength that can be carried on to anything. Again, to quote Jordan Peterson, he says, you don't get to pick if you sacrifice or not because you're going to sacrifice. But what you get to pick is what is your sacrifice? You get to pick your poison. So if we, if I can practice my discipline in one area, yes, I'm going to either sacrifice there or I'm going to sacrifice with lack of focus somewhere else. And that's worse on down the road. So I don't know. That's a couple of thoughts tangled together. But I'm just trying to look at this thing that I've been looking at for a while among as a creative person is when you hit that wall, does that mean you go to the next thing? But won't there be a wall there too that you'll eventually hit? Like let's let's just say I said, okay, I'm never going to play the guitar again. I'm going to take up knitting. And I start knitting. And I could knit for 20 years and be in my bliss, which I don't necessarily think is an ideal state. But I could be in my bliss for 20 years. But then I'm going to reach that point where I don't even know the term that I would hit, but where I, you need to push through. So that opportunity to push through, that seems the gold and the skill. Well, yeah, the skill's nice, but it seems to be that opportunity to push through. I don't know. I'm going to talk to him a little bit because I think it's a really interesting conversation. I'd like to hear what a 15-year-old has to say about this. So uh, we'll keep you posted. I've written a new Dr. Electro. We'll have that tomorrow, but wanted to talk to you about this interesting topic this evening. It seems worth pondering. Let me know if you have any thoughts. Now, speaking of practice and discipline, Lest we forget our deep breathing. Let's get to it. Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Here we go. Inhale. Let those eyes close, of course. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Inhale, one, two, three, four. Pause, one, two. Exhale, one, two, three, four. Inhale, one, two, three, four. Pause, one, two. Exhale, one, two, three, four. And last one, inhale, one, two, three, four. Pause, one, Two, exhale, one, two, three, and four. Wiggle those toes, open those eyes, and we'll see you tomorrow. Good night.